Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for July the 5th. Hope you're having an excellent day. You know I'm going to throw the heat, right? Watch. You, you ready? I'm just warning you so you can watch it because it might be so fast. Oh, man. I mean, it was a little off to the right, but it was there. It was over the box. Hey, guys, today we're going to be in Luke chapter 13. And let me tell you a story real quick. Yesterday I was watching the nightly news. And, guys, I, I just can't believe all of the crimes that I'm seeing, all of the terrorist movement across the world, across the nations, okay? Local crime, just the local news. I was just sitting there. I had to turn that nonsense off. And you might be like, Matt, what's going on? Well, we've talked about it before. The restrainer, the Holy Spirit withdrawing. That which is in sinful man is what? It's not being restrained anymore. And people are acting upon who they are in the inside. And we're seeing all these crimes, okay? The spirit of lawlessness is taking effect, is taking over. But what does God's Word say to you and I, who are Christians, who are restrained, okay, by the Holy Spirit, who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? What is He telling us to do? Besides be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, He tells this story, okay, in Luke 13, that's going to give us some insight, some direction, okay, some clarity. As we know from Jesus' own words in Mark 13, okay, that he told us what it was going to be like in the end times, okay? And a lot of us are just putting our head in the sand, okay, and we're just not accepting all that's taking place while we're waiting, while we're waiting for our Lord Jesus to come back for us, because he's going to rapture us out of this hellhole. Can I say that on the man cave? Sure I can. It's the man cave. Hey, listen to our story today in Luke 13. It says this. Now, there were some present at the time that told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you no. What's going on? There's some individuals, okay, meaning this. Let me just describe it so you and I can understand it. There were some people going to church... Now do we understand it? But the, during those days, they oftentimes would carry a sacrifice, okay, to give unto the Lord, okay, because Jesus had not died on the cross yet, okay? He was the ultimate sacrifice. He was the Lamb of God, okay, that took the sin away from the world for what? Forever. If a person will take him up on that free gift. But during those days before Jesus died, they were having, okay, to sacrifice animals as a covering, okay? It was just a holding pattern, okay? It wasn't to forgive them, but to cover that sin until Jesus... Jesus would come. They're going to the synagogue. They're going to the temple, okay? Pilate, for some reason, he did this one time before, he commands Roman soldiers to butcher them, to slay them. And so what ends up happening is these Roman soldiers grab their swords and just chop these people up. The animals they were carrying or pulling behind by a rope, their bloods were mingled together, meaning the lambs died and the people died. Their blood was mingled together. They go to Jesus and they said, Jesus, these Galileans, they're going to the temple. What they're basically saying is this. The people telling the story to Jesus are saying this. They were doing the right thing. They were being obedient. They're just going to the temple. They're sacrificing for their sins, for the covering of them. How could this happen? How? Here's the question. How would God, why would God allow, allow evil to come upon these that were good and righteous? Where, watch this very carefully, there is none righteous. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, even though they were doing everything morally and correctly according to God's law, they're still not righteous. They're sinners. You understand that that covering, that was just a covering, okay? There was only one who has been righteous, and who is that? That's the King Jesus. That's Lord Jesus, okay, for you and I. Jesus asked them a question. He says this, those people who died with their animals, are you any better than they? 
And the guy was like, no, we're not, no, we're not any better than they. We're equal. They were just like me, meaning the guy's basically identifying. I'm trying to live by the letter of the law. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to live in righteousness, okay? No, I'm no better than the Galileans that this happened to. This could have happened to me. Oh my, and see, they're rattled. Because during that day, people thought, if I live in righteousness, if I do the right thing, bad things won't happen to me. Friends, watch this very carefully, okay? There's a lot of that thought and that theology going around now. Watch this very carefully. Jesus doesn't answer the question, but he says this to him, but unless you repent, you too will perish. What is Jesus talking about? Well, he's talking about physical death, okay, because sin is, it destroys us. Sin is a poison. Sin is death, okay? We, we don't know when our day is up, when we are going to open our eyes in heaven or open our eyes in hell, okay? And he's saying this to every person, you don't know when God's going to require your life, okay? Repent. Make sure every given day that you're in right relationship with God. Don't put things off. Don't put things off with your loved ones. Telling people that you love them. Asking people that you've sinned against to forgive you. Making your life right with God. Through who? Through Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus is saying, okay? He can't tell you why this happened. Oh, he knew. He knew exactly why it happened, okay? It rains on the just and the unjust. Jesus goes a little bit further, okay, and he tells him a story. Verse 4, or those 18 who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think they were more guilty than others living in Jerusalem at that time? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all perish. Unless you get in right relationship with God. This is talking about the first death and the second death. Where are you going with this? Well, as a Christian, okay, I gave my life to God. I asked him into my heart. I repented of my sins. I started following Christ. I'm born again. I died to the old man. That's the only time I can die. Watch this. Well, Matt, your body can die. Oh, yeah, but I've already died. Okay, that, 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 that was the old me. It's dead. Okay, and yeah, sometimes I do stupid stuff. Okay, but that guy is dead. The old Matt, dead. Dead, dead. Buried six foot under. He's gone, okay? Who am I? I'm a brand new creature in Christ. When I take my last breath here, I will take my first breath in heaven. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I've handled that every day. I'm picking up my cross daily and following Christ. Do I know the day that God's going to require my life? No, I don't know that day. I do know, though, watch this very carefully, I do know the promises of God in Isaiah 54 and Psalm 91 and Psalm 37 about my protection of me and my family, okay? I hold on to those promises because God cannot lie. Let me ask you this right now. Boom, you're dead. Where are you? I mean, you had a sudden heart attack. You were in a car wreck. You don't, you, it happened so quickly, you couldn't say two words to God. Where, right now, because you're listening to this. This happened about two seconds ago, okay? Where are you? Are demons coming to take you to hell because you didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Because that is exactly what will happen. Okay, if you don't accept the free gift of God through His Son and through the blood, through the everything that God the Father sent, okay, Jesus, if you don't accept that, if you died right now, or like a minute ago, you would be drugged off to hell. Or are you in righteousness through Christ, through what God's Son did for you? It's a good question. Now watch this. The people, they're just not understanding. Okay, they, they, okay, they don't understand. They, they, they hear it, but it's not getting from here to here. 
Okay, it's not becoming rhema. It's not becoming alive, okay? That's why you have to be born again to be able to understand the Word of God. Or it's just darkness. It's foolishness. It's just literature. It's just history. It's nothing. Honestly, a person that's lost, they can toss this Bible. A person that's saved, okay, they wouldn't give this Bible up for anything in the world. That's the difference, okay? Verse 6, now Jesus is going to shine more light upon what he just said, okay? He told them a parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but he did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and have not found any. Cut it down. Here's the question, okay? Who's in charge of the vineyard? It's God. Three years I've been coming to this tree. There hasn't been any fruit on it. Cut it down. What does that mean? For three years, I've given you the opportunity to repent, to turn from your sins, to choose my son, Jesus Christ, to do the right thing. But you've spurned me. You've spit in my face. You continued living a life that's contrary to me. Cut it down. What is that? That doesn't make any sense. sense. That doesn't sound like Jesus. I thought Jesus, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus and God are one, okay? The triunity of God, they are one. God the Father is speaking. There's been no fruit on this tree. What he's saying is true, right? Because you've been living your own life. You've been living outside of Christianity. You haven't accepted the free gift. You haven't asked Jesus in your heart. You haven't repented of your sins. You're not picking up your cross daily. You're living for me, myself, and I. You're doing your own things. You're not doing what God requires. Okay, so what are you gonna what, what do you deserve right now? Death, hell, and the grave. That's what you deserve in that order. As soon as you die, you open your eyes in hell, okay? And before you're even in hell for two days, they're burying you. You're in hell before they're burying your body, okay? He's looking at the tree, he's looking at your life, and he says there's nothing there, okay? There could be something there, but you're rejecting living waters. You're rejecting my son. You're rejecting my spirit. Cut it down. Again, what is that? That is the justice of God. That is seeing God the Father as a righteous judge. That is understanding God in his holiness. Now, the transitions. Now, who are we going to see? We're going to see the grace of God and the mercy of God. Now, watch this. Sir, the man replied. Now, who's saying sir? This could be Jesus, okay, in the story. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and I'll fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then chop it down. Meaning this, that is God's forbearance, his patience, his long suffering with you and me. Do you realize all of us have gotten more than one warning? Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I believe the majority of us have gotten more than three years. And in the story, Jesus comes along and says, listen what I'm gonna do. Through my spirit, I'm going to dig around the roots and I'm going to do everything I can to try to get that person off the broad path and get them onto the narrow way. I'm going to do everything I can with all of me, okay, not violating their free will to try to get them to choose me because I love them so much. I want to take care of them. I want to bless them. I want to do everything I can for that person. I want to give them every opportunity, okay, to choose heaven, to choose me. I often ask this question, why isn't Jesus good enough? Watch this. Why, why isn't Jesus alone, the Son of God, good enough for you? Why do you have to choose something over him like the world, your flesh, Satan, okay? Your choices, okay? Why isn't him alone good enough? Why isn't he good enough and you have to join yourself up to this group or this belief system or this cult and God is crying out to you with everything from heaven. He's saying, I keep on digging. I keep on digging. I keep on doing this. I'm fertilizing. I'm doing everything I know to do. I'm crying out day and night through pastors, through my spirit, through friends, through family members, through sovereignty, through circumstances, through providence. Everything I can do, I'm doing, but he's not responding. And that's what he's telling these people in our story. Repent before it's too late, because there's going to be a day 
when the tree will be cut down. And we know in another parable, when the tree is cut down, it is thrown into the fire and it continues to burn for eternity. Listen to these words one more time in verse 8. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one year and I'll dig around it and I'll fertilize it. I could just imagine this. I didn't look this up in the Greek, but I could just imagine the emphasis. I'm going to do everything I can. Oh, oh, just, just give me, look at, look at, imagine this. Oh, come on, please, 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 please. Please give me one year. Just give me one year. Let me, let me take care of it. You don't have to mess with it. Just let me dig around it. I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to water it every day. I'm going to fertilize it. I'm going to do everything. I, I'm going to throw miracle grow on it. Look at, look at, look at, you know that's going to work. Look at, I'm going to do everything I can, okay? And if it doesn't produce in one year, if you don't see, if you don't see something in a year, then do what you want. Because look, at, this is what it says. I'll dig around it and fertilize it. I'll do everything I can. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, just cut it down. That's Jesus pleading. God of mercy pleading with the God of justice. And they're both the same thing. God the Father is a God of mercy, love, righteousness, forgiveness. He's all those things. And so is Jesus. But they're both holy. Well, hey guys, here's what I'm trying to tell you. I hope some guy, okay, doesn't kick in your back fence, okay, and pull out his steel farm boss FS290, okay, and chop your tree down. Because if he does, okay, it's too late. You've been warned, okay? Matt and the man caves loves you, okay? Realize this, you had every opportunity every single day up until the day that you died and the guy with the farm boss came and cut the tree down, okay? And you're like, wow, man, that's some close. Well, yeah, here's the thing. We're in the man cave, okay? I'm going to put it like I would put it today. Here's the thing. You don't know when he's going to kick in that white picket fence. You don't know when he's going to pull out the steel chainsaw. You don't know when he's going to cut the tree, but when he does, it's too late. See, there are no more warnings in the story, okay? God's been looking for fruit. He can't find fruit. He's looking for something that he's not seeing. He's looking for his son, but it's nowhere inside that person. It's okay. going to be chopped down. It's going to be chopped up. It's going to be thrown into the fire. It's going to burn for eternity, okay? You had every opportunity in this life to make it right, and here's the thing. You will have what's called full knowledge once you die. Full knowledge is this. Everything that can be known in this life, you will have instant recall of that. That's one of the things amazing that after we die, we know everything there is to know. No, we're not God, but God gives us that, okay? The life after this one is 10 times more real than this one. A lot of people think that this is life, and then after this life is like a sub-life. No, you have to realize, you don't really start living until you get out of this body and you enter into heaven, okay? But once you leave this life, you will have full knowledge of this devotion and every other devotion, every other sermon, every time that the Spirit of God came and tried to dig around your tree, every time He tried to share the gospel, every time He tried to tell you the truth, but you rejected it. You will know that as you sit in the flames and as you're crying out, as you realize after a billion years, you haven't even begun the first second of hell, of that torment, okay? Because you've rejected Christ. You've rejected the vineyard owner, okay? You don't want to do that. Hey, before the guy comes and kicks down the white picket fence, okay, why don't you go to God, get on your knees and make it right with him? That's what I say, okay? You're in the house and all of a sudden you're in the kitchen, you're with your family, you see some big guy in the backyard with the chainsaw. You're like, what's going on? All of a sudden, he's like, but you only have to pull one time with the steel, and he's chopping the tree. And you're like, what in the world? What gives? What's going on? That's what's on the inside of you. So you're angry, okay? And you run up to the guy, and you look into his eyes, and you realize who it is. And it's too late. Your life is over. Hey, this is Matt from The Man Cave.